Okay. I am recording what looks like audio. <laughs> I am recording audio that looks like video. <laughs> So we are typically very non-traditional with how we do recordings, right? Well, in a traditional sense, we are untraditional. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Always some smart-ass thing with you. <laughs> so for the listeners, we literally just recorded an episode yesterday. So we had some technical difficulties, uh, and we decided that we were going to take the end part of what we were going to discuss and make it into a short drive episode. I mean, yeah, if you want to look at it along, you know, linear timeline stuff, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this guy. Yesterday leads into today. You believe this? (laughs) Time is a construct created by, by, by humans, yes. So what I want to do, I want this episode, I want this short drive to be our discussions about... Um, fitness, our journey to and through and with uh, fitness and exercise and health. So I want to talk about my journey through fitness and your journey through fitness with a culmination of this short drive, us signing up to do some fitness activity together. So would you like to talk about your journey through fitness or do you want me to start off? You go ahead because I, I don't really – I mean outside of like – I mean I don't have anything really super interesting to say on it beyond like the physical therapy and how I pretty much pushed those poor women who were trying to help me to suicide. But uh, – well, they didn't actually kill themselves but they hated my guts and they were right to do so. But as long as you agree that they're right to do so. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm impossible. How do you think, I, you know, I know that and I have to live with me. Oh, trust me. I feel their pain. So my journey through fitness started roughly in like my early 20s. Like I was still living at home and I was I found myself going to the gym uh, two or three times a day. I A day? A day, yes. Okay. I was not very healthy with it. I think this was actually during the time that you and I... No, no. Uh, this is not during that time because I, I was still living at home. And I kind of used the gym as an escape. Uh, okay. Or, you know, because, you know, you know, obviously, you know, the, the home life wasn't always <laughs> the best by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I also began to fall into a really negative pattern and perception of health and fitness. And, and I, and I kind of began to suffer with body dysmorphia, which is something I still kind of struggle with to this day. I've gotten a lot better. I didn't know that was a real issue with you. Yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. I mean, I never, like it was never an eating disorder by any means, but it was something that I struggled with all the time. I would constantly look at myself and think, you know, I need to be thinner. I need to lose more weight. Um, And it was very unhealthy. And like I said, I still deal with it now, uh, but it has gotten a lot better through um, intensive amounts of therapy, roughly about nine years or so. Like actual like therapy therapy? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I this is out of left field for me. I didn't know this was like a thing. Well, and you know, this is so this this is this really ties into the whole, you know, point of the podcast is us talking about the things that we both dealt with over the ten years where we weren't talking. And uh body dysmorphia is something that is a is a problem that I developed early on in my early twenties. And even now, um, you know, being thirty nine, it's still something that I deal with. However, there's a book that I was reading about it called The Adonis Complex. It's a bit of an older book, came out around two thousand but really goes into a lot of health and fitness and the physique and perception of masculinity, you know, from the, from the male perspective. And they talk a lot about action figures, uh, specifically say like GI Joes and how they used to look very normal. Okay. And as, as time progressed, they just got like muscles upon muscles upon muscles where eventually like GI Joes looked like, you know, they're just, it's like dudes, <laughs> they look like clouds. Muscles and a mustache, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it, so, you know, it's it's a real thing, you know. And, and I and I I talk to a lot of the a lot of the guys at the gym that also suffer from this. Okay, so you're talking about unrealistic standards, the way they're applied to women being applied to men, in, in the sense that like Barbies do it to women, GI Joes did it to to guys. Is that what you're saying? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I never, I never looked at like a Ninja Turtle and thought, why am I not green? Or, uh, you know, like a Thundercat figure and was like, I need to be more cat-like. But I, I mean, I could get why the G.I. Joes would do it. But would you look at, say, a He-Man figure and think that? Not really. But then again, I was, I never thought the whole, I don't, I, I've always been sort of a, kind of a 50-50 masculine, feminine kind of mix, you know? I mean... 50-50, huh? You give those you give yourself those 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 ratios. No. Anyway, I mean, we, kinda, we are getting always, so far off the point of this. Okay. <laughs> I kinda always blurred the line, so I guess that's probably why it was never an issue for me. I mean like like I'm women I'm wearing women's underwear right now. Yeah, I and I'd like to say it was just about comfort, but I'd be lying. Uh but again, you know, I've never really adhered to any of those standards. So I guess that's probably why that was uh never a thing for me. No, I'm a little envious of that. Plus, I, I mean, like like I said, uh, you know, uh, what was it, yesterday? It's like when I shaved, I told you that I had shaved. I was like, yeah, I stole like a goddamn girl. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 could, I could see that being a thing. I could to- totally see that being a thing for people. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, obviously, you know, they've, they've done you know, extensive amounts of studies. Uh, you know, the, the, the book could, use, could stand to use an update, but it is something that is still very, very prevalent. So... My start in fitness was not always the healthiest, and I am not sure what stopped me short of the people at the gym no longer letting me go there that often. <laughs> They're like, you need to tune it down? Like, they actually said that? Yeah. They they they, event, they, they kind of had, like, this weird, like, uh, intervention and just told me that I wasn't allowed to be there uh, more than once a day any longer, so they kind of cut off my supply, so to speak. So, you know, I, I was essentially kind of saved from myself by the, by the actions of this gym. So you, know, you got you the, got you management. got cut off from the gym the way drug dealers cut off drug addicts. Yeah. So yes, yeah, they they essentially cut off my supply and I'm not entirely sure how I kind of stopped going altogether for a while. I I think it was honestly just an issue of time because at some point I started working two jobs. And, and, you know, between working 80 plus hours a week 
um, going to the gym just wasn't a viable option. So I took my hyperfixation on using the gym as an escape, and I just plowed headfirst into another full-time job. Okay. So not the healthiest of coping mechanisms. No, no. But but then again, you know, sometimes you just grasp on the what uh, you know whatever you've got in the moment, and just sort of move forward with it. I mean, that's not that's not super uncommon. Yeah, yeah. So I I didn't rediscover fitness and working out until I met my friend Brian in uh, when I was in college. I met him in a in a Japanese one on one class, and we had started going to the gym together. I learned a lot of my regiment routine that I currently do, like a lot of the the workouts, a lot of the form. I learned by observing him that you can, you know, eat normal and still work out. As a matter of fact, you kind of have to oh, if yeah. you're going to put on any sort of muscle. Right, yeah. I was going to say diet's crucial, and people are so misinformed about diet. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, that's not even something they teach you uh, primarily. Like, I think even in medical school, you get, like, just a basic sort of dietary, you know, course as far as, like, you know, health in that particular sense. And it, there's so much nonsense online about it. It's really hard to get a, a legitimate line on uh, diet, especially as it pertains to exercising in this in the sense that you do. Yeah. Diet was never discussed as the cornerstone of fitness. And it really, truly is. And by no means am I, you know, peak pinnacle shape. But, you know, I am definitely healthier than I've ever been in my life. I am more physically fit and able and capable even as I continue to progress and get older and, you know, my knees make all kinds of weird sounds now. I don't want to get into it. Actually, uh, actually, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, about that. Um, uh, th- th- I had that too. And the doctor told me that uh, the tendon on the side of my knee from uh, being laid up as long as I was, uh, there's this sort of groove in the, the bone. Uh, is it your right knee or your left knee? I have no idea. It's, uh, it's whatever knee feels like popping. Okay, well, on the outside of your knee, there's this little groove uh, where the tendon is supposed to fit into. Now, if you sort of, uh, on the outside of your knee, like right right in the, like where, where your knee bends, you just sort of rub it with your fingers, like for, for like maybe a couple minutes every day, she was saying, it'll it'll help that groove to reform and uh, it'll stop, uh, uh, stop cracking. And as well as uh, she was saying, there's like stretches uh, that she was telling me about. I'll show you next time I see you. Um, but yeah, sure, I started, sure. I started doing them, uh, the stretches she told me, or she actually demonstrated in the office. It was really funny. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she, she showed me these things and I've been doing them ever since. And like my niece, uh, for a little while, like, cause like when, when I said something to her about it, she's like, well, let's see. And it sounded like a concrete mixer. She's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but she, then she told me that, like I said, she demonstrated and, uh, yeah, it hasn't done it ever since. I just do that every day. Um, at least once a day and you know she, she's like she said just do it before you go running and stuff and yeah it should be fine and it has been i have to keep that in mind yeah so while while i was you know getting into like lifting and whatnot i started dating this uh this girl and she was a runner and that was my introduction to you know the world of 5k's and I, you know, this was pro- I was probably 28 at this point. Okay. And, you know, I, and I met this girl in one of my communications classes. And, you know, like I said, we started dating and she was a runner. So I became a runner. 
And, you know, to this day, I still am, you know, I'm not by any means a marathon runner. I could probably press myself to a 10K if I have to, but my forte is the 5K. <laughs> cool. That was funny. Yes. So, <laughs> so I continued to do this. Uh, matter of fact, I actually just ran one on Saturday. I ran the Hot Chocolate 5K in Philly. And I was telling you about it, and you had mentioned that, you know, you've been, you know, you've been kind of talking to me quite a bit about this. We discussed it on the podcast a little bit. That you have also been more active, uh, focused on fitness, focused focused on uh, on on health, and focused on running. Well, as healthy as you know an undead individual can be, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, now I'd like to kind of like pass this over to you, like. Why has this been like a go-to? Like this wasn't like I, I don't recall you being very into fitness before. Well, honestly, it, it kind of literally all stems from the physical therapy, and then it became like, okay, uh, I can go this far. How far? How much further? You know, okay, I can do this. How much further? You know, and eventually, I I think uh, it's like everyone's ultimate goal is to find out whether or not you know being able to go Super Saiyan is real. So other than that. Yeah, just pretty much about physical therapy for me. <laughs> physical therapy and the reality of becoming Super Saiyan. <laughs> so your journey into this is incredibly new. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, back when you know I did the modeling stuff and everything, I kind of you know I had to stay like, uh, I guess lean. I had to maintain like definition and everything. But again, it wasn't about having a masculine physique. Uh, physique. It was more about having just a toned physique and something that still you know was masculine, but still kind of borderlined on you know between masculine and feminine. Um, like androgynous, I guess. Yeah, ambisexuous, androgynous, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I always like that term, um, and no one ever gets it. <laughs> ambisexuous. No, I, I, I think that's awesome, you know, and I, I love that this horrendously like negative thing that happened to you has resulted in, you know, this this kind of like second chance. And you've decided to devote some of that to running, which is something halfway through the run I begin to enjoy. So uh, I, I get what you're doing, but I don't take praise very well. You know that. I mean, I appreciate well, it. But... <laughs> I, I know you don't. I, I don't. I don't either. Like, I, I always get really like weirded out by it. Yeah, I don't like compliments in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> don't say nice things about me. Right? No, no, um, no, no. I, I always, I always tell people, um, like my, my love languages are um, physical, like physical touch and words of affirmation. So I always say, just, just pat my butt and tell me I'm pretty and, right? I'm, and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> tell me I'm good. <laughs> so. So what I want to do for this short drive, like I said, I wanted to talk a little bit about fitness, uh, talk a little bit about our journeys into. Uh, obviously, like mine has been ongoing for almost 15 plus years. Uh, yours has, your journey is incredibly new. But we both have this connection point now of running. So what I want to do for this short drive episode is to sign up live we don't air anything live so <laughs> well it, it's it's live in the sense that we're going to do it right now while we're okay. breathing yeah <laughs> uh that we are going to sign up i did find us a 5k that we're going to run together okay okay 
And it is the Autism Cares Foundation Race for Resources. So I guess they need oil or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> They're going to invade Kuwait. <laughs> <laughs> so this race, I'm putting this out there for any of the listeners. If they are interested in joining us, we are going to be running this race together. It is Saturday, May 6th. 2023 in Newtown, PA. Uh, you can do a search for this race. I am going to add the direct link through runsignup.com on into the show notes. So if you're interested in joining and doing that or you know needing to know where we are at a specific date and time to assassinate either <laughs> one of us. <laughs> I don't think, listen, listen, I don't know about the stuff you've been up to in 10 years. But I know nothing that I have done is uh, is, 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 is assassination enough. worthy. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not assassination no, worthy. No, no, no. I, I, I've kept all my promises and kept my mouth shut. I think I'm in the clear. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So for this, Mike and I are signing up for, like I said, the Autism Cares Foundation Race for Oil. Um, <laughs> the, the autism run to invade Kuwait. So it's got to do it right. <laughs> oh my god. So let's uh let's close this up by giving the commitment that we are going to be signing up. Got a link for me or something or do I got to like I will send in the link over to you right now. Happenings are happening. So it's currently $40 to sign up. And that is an early bird special pricing. Wait, are you going to send me something or just sign us both up? Or what are we doing here? Because I'm looking at my email. Oh, no, I sent you the link through um, WhatsApp. WhatsApp? Oh, God. All right. You and your fourth wall breaks. All right. Uh, come on, phone. Okay. Would it be easier if I just signed you up? All right. You are officially registered as well for the run. You were planning on me f***ing up, weren't you? What do you mean? You were all set to go. You were like, it took five seconds. You already had it filled out for me, didn't you? Yeah, I was just waiting for you to say, oh, it's actually, like, it's not working. I'm like, that way, like, rather than us waste (laughs) more time. You planned on me f***ing up. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) <laughs> rather than rather than as waste more time, I already had everything pre-filled. So, you know, you gave it a shot. Okay, there were some issues with payment. All right, no problem. Boom, done. All right, well, I commend you for that, and I thank you. And this is what, May 3rd, you said? May 6th. May 6th, okay. All right, so just to confirm one last time, this race is the Autism Cares Foundation Race for Resources, scheduled May 6th. Saturday. Uh, race begins 
at 9.30 a.m. with festivities opening at 8 a.m. So Mike and I will be there, and we hope to see many others joining us for the run. Got anything you want to add before we close up? I had a joke, but again, I feel like it's inappropriate, so I'm not going to say <laughs> Well, at least you're learning things. At least you're learning. Yeah, but don't tell anybody.